You are now entering the cockfighting arena with your hosts, DiCarlo and Brandon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to round 14 of the cockfighting podcast. We Pac-Man have... Pac-Man <laughs> I, I clearly can't speak. Um, that's probably because all the donuts I was eating earlier. Uh, we have donuts from where? From Krispy Kreme, baby. I know you watch. Oh, the place that you went to, the Krispy. Where is that? And they just opened up a new location in Times Square. It's on Forty Eighth Street. I had a Broadway. feeling. I was just like, I never heard of this. It's a, no, Krispy Kreme has been around forever, but oh, of and, course. But yeah, I'm but talking store, about yeah, like it's a new store. It's been there for like like the M M&M? and M. It sounds like the M M&M and M world. Yeah, it's 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 right next Both to it. It's, it's, it's a block away from it. Oh wow, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's nice. You get to see how the donuts are made. And you make you know, your custom ones, right? I could have sworn Desiree put that up. They don't have custom donuts, but they have all these like different design, like Halloween theme. They have like a New York Uh-oh. apple donut that's like fifteen bucks for one. I kid you not. What? Yeah, I, I was all gonna right. get one for Christmas. Not that but, good. But I was like, I don't care how good that donut is, even if it freaking makes itself, you know, come out your mouth again and makes a whole new donut <laughs> I won't buy that shit. I mean, I don't know about that. That's just ridiculous. If it could come back out of your mouth and you could keep eating it and it's recyclable, I I would buy it for 15 That's disgusting. <laughs> but, uh, all right. That's a technical file. We have a doubleheader, MMA boxing, uh, two really good fights. We have, uh, in the MMA world, we have Brian Ortega making his comeback after a nearly two-year layoff. And then number one contender fight versus Crazy. Marine Zombie, uh, which is down to be a, for sure an action-packed fight. There's and no way boxing, it's not. Boxing seems to be getting his momentum back, and you have arguably the best fighter on the planet, Vasily Lomachenko, versus a rising up-and-coming star in Tiafimo. Brooklyn! Yeah, it's going to be a crazy, crazy fight, man. It just sucks because we, it, I wish personally that the, both these fights need fans. These are two fights where... The fans, I feel like we've already so been through many fights that needed fans. Yeah, man. Yeah, especially with boxing, you know, starting to pick up the momentum, and we're starting to get really good boxing fights. It sucks, you know, that you have high-profile fights where you have some really, really good fights, and there's no fans, and oh, it just sucks. It's but still weird. We're still, getting fights. we're still getting fights, so let's jump into the playoffs. Dude. The MLB playoffs have a. Uh... Have a little bit of fans though, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, I think I think like ten thousand or something like that. But even then, it's a good imagine, sign. Imagine having forty-five to sixty thousand people at this point. Know? Something is better than nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it, it takes away, you know, the the momentum. You know, some people feed a lot of people feed off the energy of the crowd. You know, I was of course I, since you're a little kid, all you do is picture hitting a buzzer beezer, buzzer beezer, a beezer, uh-huh. a buzzer beezer at the buzzer. <laughs> Um, you pictured hitting a buzzer beater or the game-winning home run, um, the game-winning goal, whatever it is, a knockout in the 12th round or the first round. You picture these things, and then you picture the crowd going crazy. So, of course. Just imagine, like, Yankee Stadium, where in the first inning you have the curtain calls. You know, they're like, jeter, jeter. And then you have them saying, asshole, asshole. And then you're playing, you know, you're used to playing in front of 43, 45,000 people sell out. Even when they boo you, is exciting. Yeah, of course. And it's just, it takes away, man, from a lot. But um, we'll, we'll see how, you know, Brian Ortega, the Korean zombie, these guys are both in position to 
the winner is going to get the, the, the title shot against um, Volkanovski. Um, a lot of these fighters have had title shots. A lot of these fighters have fought each other. These are the two guys who actually have bad blood between each other. Uh, they were scheduled to fight before. Uh, Brian Ortega slapped uh, the Korean Zombies manager when uh, he had gone to the bathroom. So uh, there's some bad blood there. They, these guys do not like each other. And they're both guys who can put someone on their ass. They both come to brawl. They come to fight. Both have chins. Uh, both have chin. They both have really good chins. And they, they both don't have the best head movement. That's the thing. They both. And that's the thing, though. Like with the two-year layoff, I was watching up uh, an interview with Brian Ortega the other day, and he was talking about how he he knew he had to make a change after the Max Holloway fight. That he knew once he was in the elevator with his crew that he just needed to to make some changes because he took an absolute ass whooping from Max Holloway. And you know that that's not to take credit away from you know Max Holloway's a man. He whips. That was street boxing too. You know, that was pretty he, much he a whips, boxing fight. You know. Most of the guys he fights, he dominates. But the ass whooping that Brian Ortega took, it, it, it talks about taking years off somebody's life. Brian Ortega definitely lost a couple of years with all the headshots he took. He must have taken maybe 300. I mean, I don't want to quote the exact number, but he took so many significant head strikes. It, it was, I wouldn't be surprised it was, if it was 300. It was just like standing there getting punched in the head and not being able to do anything about it. You know so, when fighters put the faces, pretty much what Teofimo did. Where they put the faces of their opponent on the heavy bag, yeah, it's damn near where Ortega was. Yeah, it, it was. It was just an ass whooping, and you know, the, maybe the layoff that he took is good for him. You know, he took twenty two months off. This is this, his first fight in twenty two months. He hasn't fought since two thousand eighteen, um, and before that, he was undefeated. You know, he knocked out one of my favorite fighters, Frankie Edgar. Um, he's had some notable fights. You know, he's an awesome jujitsu specialist. <laughs> Um, he's huge for that 145 division. He's a big guy. He's not a small guy. Um, he could easily be fighting at 155 in terms of his size and his weight um, and his skill set. Um, he does have power. Great chin. Um, he's a little slow. You think Ortega got power? I think he has good power. I don't think he has phenomenal yeah. power. I think, he's, I think he's a strong guy. You know, he's a strong guy. Yeah, I think he's... I think you'll feel it. Like, if, it, if he lands one, you'll feel it. Like, exactly, you'll, you'll be yeah. put on notice. I think... I don't think he's a fat... I don't think he's fast. He doesn't have... Uh, fast hands, you know, his striking is, is, is okay, but he's, he cuts the ring well. He has excellent jujitsu, and he's a tough guy. He's a, he's a tough guy. He's in your He's face. really tough. Um, and he's going against a guy who has a very similar style in terms of in-your-face, pressure, wants to fight, wants to bang. Um, the only thing is it's just like with that division, with, you know, Max Holloway not being champion, you know, Volkanovski's the man, you know? Him and Holloway, I think, of the, are the top two fighters in that division by far. Yeah. Um, and then, then you have the Ortegas and the Zombies of the world. But I think there's, like, two levels, and it's really just Volkanovski and Holloway. But um, that division seems to be looking for someone to make a huge statement, you know, looking for someone to make a comeback. And I think Brian Ortega, in terms of the face and his attitude and how he carries himself, I think he would be good for, like, a UFC champion. He would be good for that division if he was holding the belt because, you know, of his, just his charisma and how he is as a, as a fighter and as a person and what he brings to the table. Um, but then again, also, you have to match it with your skill set. Do I think he has the tools to be champion? I think in these two years, if he worked on a lot of the holes he had in his game, I think he, he can be. I think, you know, the zombies... they got to really be, like, the only reason that it's been this long. 
of course. He has, has have been working. Yeah, you have you have to work on it. You have to work on your craft. You have to reevaluate, you know, what's going on, what's going on with your corner, what you're doing wrong. Do I have a bunch of yes men in my corner? Or do I have people who are going to push me and make me better? And I think that, you know, that's what he's been doing the last two years. You know, he's a man who wants to be the best. And he has fought, and, you know, he has fought really good, really good talent. You know, he, he, he put Frankie Edgar to sleep the first time in Frankie Edgar's career. Mind you, Frankie Edgar has, you know, has, has been the end of his career. He hasn't been in his prime for the longest, but that's still a notable fighter, a fighter who's still getting notable wins at his point in his career, you know? Um, so you can't take that away from him. Um, do I think the Korean Zombie is a star? No. I think he's no. a really good fighter, but I've never I've never seen him as one of those guys who was number one, number two in that division. I feel like it was always Jose Aldo, 145, the king of that division, and then everyone else was secondary. Then you had Conor McGregor come in, Max Holloway, you know, Dustin Poirier was fighting at 145, who the Zombie does own a, a win over, a submission win. Um, but that was early on in his career. Um, then Frank Yeager came down, and Frank Yeager was the king. Uh, or he was right there where, with Aldo, and he was the man. It was just them two guys. You had Cub Swanson, guys like that. But I just don't see, you know, the Korean zombie being that guy. No, don't get me wrong. I like his style of fighting. I like the way he, you know, he fights. Uh, he's gonna he brings bring, it. He's going to always fight. He always brings it no matter what. Good day, bad day, whether he wins or loses, he's going to bring it. Um, I think it's a really good test for a guy like Ortega. But I also think it's a fight that's tailor-made to make him shine. Um, in the sense that, you know, the Korean zombie is very easy to hit. Um, you don't have to really worry about, I mean, at least Ortega being a jiu-jitsu specialist. He doesn't have to worry about getting submitted. He doesn't have to worry about the takedown. He just has to worry about getting knocked out. And I feel like if you could take all those punches from Max Holloway for four rounds and not get dropped or not get finished, you'll be able to take it from the zombie. Um, what I want to see from Brian, though, is I want to see him patient, you know? I want to see him aggressive, but I want to see him, you know, whatever he's been working on for the year and a half, I want to see him execute that. You know, I don't want this to be a first-round knock. I mean, hey, if he beats the shit out of the zombie in the first round, makes a statement, yo, kudos. That would be him, impressive. That, that would, would be impressive. actually be impressive. But I, but I want to see a full display of his skill set. I want to see his jiu-jitsu. I want to see his wrestling. And then I want to see him dominate, you know, and get a finish in the third round and execute everything that, you know, I think he's capable of doing. Um, I guess I can just go into prediction because uh, I think I think Brian Ortega is going to finish him in the in the second or third round. Oh damn! You're going to go finish? I think I think he, I think he can definitely submit him. I think if he's able to stand there and you know box work his kickboxing a little bit because he does like to he does like to stand up. He does like to, and he throws some heavy kicks. He throws some elbows. He throws some 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 hard punches. He's slow though. That's the thing. He's slow. They're both kind of slow. But he's long. He's tall. He's so big for that division. And I just feel like um, I feel like the zombie is is tailor made. His style of fighting is tailor made to make a guy like Brian look like the best fighter at that division. I think they're pretty much awesome. the same height, by the way. Yeah, I think he's gonna look awesome. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna stop him, man. I think he's gonna stop him with a third round TKO. I think the zombie is good, but he's not great. You know, I like I like to Damn, watch him. Damn, a TKO. I think yeah, I think Brian mm. is gonna beat him three rounds TKO. Oof. Um, this is actually a really under the radar fight. This is a as far as as far as like Styles make fights. This is very under the radar. It's not like this is like I don't know. You said this is number one contender, but you know there's other fights, other number one contender fights that you feel it 
Like, I don't, I don't know if that really makes sense. Um, no, I, well, I know Dana White, the winner so win of this fight, is going to get a title shot. Yeah, no. What I'm saying is the hype behind it. Like, I feel like there's not as much hype in yeah, this number I, one I, contender fight compared to yeah, a number one contender like fight, fight, fights of the fast. Yep, fights of the fast. Oh, my God. I guess, like, enough praise. And I don't want to yeah. use much praise, but, like, it wasn't talked about the way it should be talked about because it is a really good fight. Yeah, stylistically, there's going to be a war. Yeah, for the last two, the last two weeks or so is when it started to pick up some steam. Yeah, this is. They also have bad blood. We, all, I'm also going to mention that. Um, yep. They don't like each other. Uh, Ortega, Ortega dropped out of one of their fights, but I forgot what the reason was, and I think it was the zombies manager that was saying that he was ducking him. And then when he saw him in real life at a fight, I forgot what fight this was, but Ortega walked up to him, the, his manager, not even Zombie, he walked up to the manager and slapped him. First yeah. of all, that's kind of crazy. They went after the manager. I might have to... I, I don't think he's a, a punk, but, you know, that's kind of a cheap shot if you ask me. You go to hit the manager, not the fighter. Yes, but, well, that's, well, the Zombie did go to the bathroom. He was at the bathroom. So it looks like... Exactly, even worse. Like, he yeah, went to the bathroom... And like he, he slapped his manager when he wasn't there. No, but I'm, th- I'm, you know what it is? But fighters and shit like that, one, you never know if it's a promotional tactic or not. Number two, if you're talking shit, you got to be able to back it up. Al- uh, Ali, how do you pronounce his last name? Abidazi, Al- whatever his uh, name. Abidazi. Oh, Ab- my God. Aladdin, boy. Yeah, the, the, whatever that guy. The man, <laughs> Ali Abdelaziz. And Uzman, all those guys. He, the way he talks, if I was a fighter, I would slap him too. There's just certain managers, you know, they train. I mean, obviously. Ali Abdelaziz will actually scrap, though. Yeah, he scrapped. Even if he still... gets cracked, like, which he yeah, obviously but... would, but he would really have. He's like a Joe Rogan, I guess, you know? They train and shit like that, but you put him in the octagon with him. Oh, no, he'll get killed. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that fight, he'll, yeah. he will try to defend himself. Of course, absolutely, of course. But it's like one that... of those things where you have people who talk. I don't know, know if you've ever seen Zombie's manager, but Zombie's like manager. Yeah, he's like a, a Korean pop star. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's he's definitely like he knows he's not gonna even look, like fight yeah, back. Yeah, he, of course, absolutely. Not. And again, like he I said, Zombie wasn't even there. Zombie went to the bathroom, so it's kind of weird. Like I'm not calling him a punk. It's just kind of weird that he waited for Zombie to go to the bathroom and then he stepped up to the manager and slapped him. That's well, kind of weird. Is, if you're gonna if you're gonna be part of the fighting world and you're gonna talk your shit and you're gonna make statements, you better be, you better talk be shit, able get to. Hit. Yeah, of course. And it's one of those things where we don't know if it was, like, thought out beforehand or we don't know if Brian Ortega just saw him and decided to go ahead and just slap him when he saw him. Fair point. But from what I heard, they were, like, two seats away from each other. So I don't know how he didn't see him. I mean, the the media will always make it seem like it is one thing. We don't know the truth. The only people who know the truth are Brian, the manager, and the Korean zombie. So with that being said, you know, I I like the fact that he smacked him. He didn't punch me, he didn't kick him. <laughs> I like it where, you know, he kind of made it to my head like, you want to talk your shit like a bitch? I'm going to smack you like a bitch. You know? And, and that's the thing. If you, you know, you're, you're in the fighting world. But there's like talk. a promotional line too. I'm pretty sure there's like, they try to speak to each other through body language. One of those things. Like they, they know that they're trying to promote the fight, but they're not going to say it. They're not going to even say it to each other. They're not going to even be like, yo, this is to promote the fight. I think the manager was just doing it to promote the fight. So I think there was a line there that he kind of 
got a little too offensive because like yeah, the well, manager even though even though that slap kind of hyped up the fight a little just that one slap of the manager just imagine this fight in south korea with 50 40,000 fans how big of a difference it would be you know in terms of the craziness you know imagine brian otega in south korea and in the, in, in the korean zombies backyard you know yeah. and this is the part that sucks about fighting it's almost like i know us as greedy fans we want fights you know we want to see the fights with fans no fans but it just takes away from the sport you know it takes away from the sport this pandemic has really put a hurt on i mean thousands hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives you know which is which is sad and that's the most important thing you know but it's just, you know, when you look at the sports world and you look at our forms of in- entertainment, you know, it's, it's this, this virus is really affecting everything, you know? And what we get to see and what we get to experience, you know, we can't even go to the movies. We can't go to sporting events. We can't. I think you can, anything. actually. You haven't seen the commercials where it says going to theaters. It doesn't say go to yeah, home anymore. Some, some it says theater, in yeah. theaters. I, I know some places, I think in Jersey or, you know, other states that have, I guess. I think less, theaters are starting to open up. They're just doing what everybody else is doing. Limiting yeah, the even, people. Yeah, but even then, it's just like, you know, the world has changed so much that people are figuring out ways to just do shit at home, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, man, this is really hard. So for me, I really just can't figure this one out. I know it's going to be a war. They both have chins. They both don't really take a step back. They but both the don't really has been knocked head. out. He has been knocked out a few times. <laughs> he has been knocked out. Um... Oh man, this is a hard one. I think I, I think I do see a submission for Ortega. Um, I think it's going to be one of those things where he's going for a clinch and somehow, some way, being the the specialist that he is, he finds his way around the neck and he catches him with a guillotine like he did with Cub. Yeah, um, that, was nice. that Cub choke was vicious. That was almost like a. That was all. If you watch MMA, that submission was almost like getting knocked out cold. Like the way he caught his neck and squeezed that fast looked yeah, horrifying. It looked like he. It looked like a real guillotine. Like he was about to snap Cub's head off. Hey, you know what I think though. When, he when did it to Hanato Moicano too. Yeah, when it comes to he catches he's you and so you fast. just. It's crazy. He's so good with it. Yep, and he's fucking just squeezes the life out. He's a big, strong guy too. So he's really like an anaconda. This guy. Yeah. And Cub is Cub is shout out Nicki Minaj. Cub is a freaking seasoned veteran. You know, a really good. Cub's a, a vet. Yeah. I mean, you know, he has a couple of losses, but I feel like he's. I don't even want to disrespect him and say he's a stepping stone, but if you beat well, him, was... you're on your way because that dude's Cub is very creative everywhere. He's experienced. But at this point, he's more. I don't want to say. Yeah, he's like a journeyman, I guess. It's. I don't. It's. It's hard to say because I don't want. I love Cub. He comes to scrap. He's, like he's respectful. Cerrone, like a Donald Cerrone, in a sense. Like now, at his point. Kind of, sorta, yeah. I guess if you had to compare it, it would be Cowboy. But um, I think Ortega has the the submission edge. I think everybody sees that. Uh, I give. I give Zombie the striking advantage just by a little bit. Um, I feel like he mixes it up better than Ortega. Ortega does throw those occasional uh, kicks. Like, who was it that he caught with a kick? I forgot who it was. Uh, was it Clay Guida? 
He was somebody with a kick. I forgot who it was, but he does occasionally throw kicks. It's just that I feel like Chansung Zombie. He uh, I feel like he mixes it up better. But as we saw in the Max Holloway fight, this man has an iron chin. He didn't go nowhere the whole time he was getting his ass whooped. So Max Holloway doesn't have the most power, but he has. Yeah, he doesn't have the most power. He's very accurate. But the sheer volume, like your your face has to deteriorate. I mean, your brain has to deteriorate at some point of that fight and just shut off. Yeah, with the amount of punches that he was taking, they were clean. They weren't even like grazing. They were clean. Um, so I think he's going to be able to take his best shot because we've seen it already, and I think he's going to. I think he's going to cinch up another guillotine on uh. On zombie, what did you say? You said a third round. I actually do see the third round being possible. Yeah, um, I, I, but you said TKO. Yeah, I think he can stop him. I think he's gonna. Mm. I think you know. I think he's too strong, and Korean zombie's chin is good, but it's not as good as Brian Ortega's. And I think he he does leave himself open. And I, you know, Brian Ortega's young. He does have the the age on his side as well. Yeah, by and four years. Say, you know, he he needs to make a statement. Who needs this fight more? Brian Ortega because Brian he's young Ortega needs to fight more. Yeah, he has just off, you know, just off of sheer star power because Chance Sung ain't going nowhere if he beats Ortega. No, it's the other way around. Ortega beats Zombie, he's back in the yeah. picture. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So my official prediction is also Brian Ortega. Um yeah, I guess I'm gonna go third round. I don't think he's gonna TKO him. I don't think he has that much power to to knock Zombie out, and I think Zombie has enough power to knock Ortega out. This is going to be a slugfest up until Zombie leaves his neck open in the third round. He's going to catch him with another guillotine, because like like we said, this man really finds his way around your neck somehow, you know, some way, it's funny. and he doesn't let it go. I, wa- I wanted to say submission, but I didn't want to be too predictable, because that's like, that's like the easy prediction. Submission, Brian Ortega, TKO. Right. So says you got to be safe. TKO. Um, real quick, right before we get into this monstrous boxing fight tomorrow, we also saw something on social media that Brandon actually sent me. It is about Israel Adesanya apparently wanting to move up now and fight Jan Blahovich for the light heavyweight title. After saying in the ring, after beating uh, Costa, that he's going to respect uh, Eugene Behrman, which is his trainer, his wishes, and give Cannonier the fight if he beats Whitaker on, what is it, the 23rd? Next Saturday, whatever yeah, date yeah. that is. I forgot what that is. Um, So, real quick, let's try not to stay too long on this topic. It's just very interesting and enticing because we know why he's doing it. This of man course. is doing it to set up him and John. And That's what the world the, wants to see. For him to be the A-side, absolutely. Bro, now, he's... That is... That was a great chess play. I don't know if he had that in his head the whole time, or once he saw that fight between Blahovich and Reyes, that he was just like, I could beat these guys too. And it was just like nah, a the spur thing. of the moment. And he was just like, like you know it. what? I want to move up. I like it because... I love Jan it. Not like it. Forget like Jan, it. I love it. Jan, Jan is good. He's not great, or he's not a phenomenal fighter. No, he's he not has, great. He just has crazy power. He has crazy power, which is very dangerous because... You know, Adesanya hasn't been touched really since the Gaston fight. So he fought Romero, he fought Costa, he fought. He Whitaker. did get hit with a clean Yoel shot though. Yeah, yeah, and, and from Whitaker too, but he didn't really um, take any damage from. Yeah, Whitaker guys. too. 
Also, but the the Marvin Vittori now. fight too. Marvin Vittori is not a small dude. Yeah, but in terms of he's not six four, but Jan, that dude's Jan, big. Don could be easily fighting a heavyweight if he wanted to. Oh, of course. You know he's a big fucking guy, and he's someone who's used to fighting at two hundred five. Can Adesanya move up and hurt Jan? Is going to be tough. Can he withstand Yo, and not get hit at for five this rounds? point? I don't put anything beyond Israel because we yeah. saw Costa go to war with Romero, and he only got knocked down once, and he wasn't even really wobbled as compared yeah. to the two of, fights of course, between but of course, but now you're Romero about, and Whitaker, where Whitaker was taking shots and he was wobbling pounds. all over the place. You're talking about a guy who's 240 pounds cut into 205. It's a big difference in weight, big difference in styles. Do I think it's a great chess move? Yeah, because if he wins, he's the A side. He has the belt. John's the B side, no matter how you look at it. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter that John's the John, goat. That goes out the window. No, nah, yeah, but of course, so John, no, but it, it does. It's a pride thing for Adesanya. He gets to call the shots, but it's one of those things where you can lose that fight and then you lose the John fight. Instead of fighting John in, in a non-title fight, you know, so it's but a very, very risky play. This is how legends are made. But these are and you know what, Adesan is one of those guys who's not scared of anyone. Who has it? He has the who it factor. He does. He has the beast. notorious it fucking, factor. He's a beast, <clears throat> but he might be biting off a little more than he could chew. And Ooh. we'll leave it at that. Now you're giving y'all respect. Is that saying he's gonna get his respect. ass whooped by Reyes? Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's the simple fact, Sergey Kovalov, he fights at 175. In his prime, he was the man. Would it be fair to have him move up to heavyweight and fight a guy at heavyweight? No, and give, but no, Canelo moving up to knock him but, out. Yeah, but Canelo did, it over, you know, Canelo did it over time. You know, Canelo didn't fight Floyd Mayweather and fight Kovalev. No, he got more experience. He got established. He learned I know, he went weight by weight. Yeah, and it's you're talking about he fought Golovkin has, twice, and then he fought him. Yeah, who has yeah who has fifty fights, you know, in his in his arsenal. You know, don't get me wrong, Adesanya has over a hundred fights. He has a lot of experience, but four ounce gloves. Yo, bro, let's not forget light, light how tall and long Izzy is. Of course, but light heavyweight, it's it's it, bro, it's it's a very tough fight. It's not even about Jan. Jan just went ahead and stopped Dominic Reyes. You're talking who, about size. A guy who, yeah, a guy who a lot of people. Thought beat John Jones, including myself. You know, it's one of those things where, of course, Styles make fights. Adesanya got the speed, he got the striking, he has the got accuracy. the footwork, got the IQ. Of course, but now you're talking about 25 minutes. Can he withstand and not get hit once? Ah, it's crazy, man. I mean, everybody gets hit, and now you have four ounce gloves, and you're finding a guy who is gonna rehydrate back to heavyweight. It's tough, man. It's, it's real, real tough. <laughs> and you, you even seen that towards the end of John, or like his, in the, towards the end of his runs. He started getting hit a little more. And these guys, these bigger guys who aren't scared of his power are able to be there and make those fights look a lot closer, you know, and to make those fights close. And it happens. It happens. Look at DC taking shots from guys like Johnson and Gustafson. You know, and... and that man's it, shin is legendary. Yeah, it, it ha bro, it happens, man. It's just, you know, power, power, especially when those big boys are involved, man, it's, it doesn't matter how good your skill set is. You know, it, it just... Of course. It's one new. Punch in the, it's, uh, well, I would love to see in the perfect world, Adesanya goes up, dominates John, and then he fights John Jones, man. And holy shit, what a fight oh, that would be. Man, that's a mega fight. That is a mega fight. That Real quick prediction, not for the fight between him and John, but for pay-per-views. Uh -huh. Do you think it would reach Conor Habib levels? Because to this day, 
it is the biggest fight in UFC history. What um Jones Adesanya if they were to fight? Yes, that's very yeah, interesting. I, I think I think Adesanya he's especially if it was to do like the UK. And John is pretty good at at trash talk too. Is we already know is he's good at it. I think the number one gate of all time in terms of crowd or sellout crowd was Adesanya Whitaker, if I'm not mistaken. I well, think it was. Yeah, I think it was. It was, it was, it was Holly and Rousey before that. No, they they surpassed. Yeah, it was before. Yeah, but they surpassed it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's because yeah, it's a stadium, you know. Like I don't really stadium, pay attention to like, gate. Of course, but Australia. I mean, look, if it's in the UK, that fight does fucking crazy numbers. Either way, I think it's gonna do crazy numbers because John still does a million people. Do you really think? Fight. Hold up, real quick. You really think Dana's gonna allow that fight to happen anywhere that's not America? I think there's. I think that's a hell no. Honestly, he'll I probably go to good. like AT and T Stadium. Nah, nah, I mean, he'll probably. It's ah. him and John. Not, we're not talking about Gate because I think Gate can happen. Gate could have happened with with Connor and Nate. Like, let's be honest. If they fall in the stadium, they were gonna sell it out. Yeah, but they could fight him and Connor. I mean, Khabib and Connor stadium. They were sold out. The thing with guys like Connor and Nate Diaz is the reason why Floyd Mayweather fights in Vegas. They make so much much more money with the gambling and the casinos and the bets and the odds. That's the reason why a lot of those fights take place in Vegas. That's the no, but I'm why saying, that... like, you brought Gate into it. I don't think Gate should be, like, a thing because that goes by the size of the, the place, too. Like, no, most of the fights it, happen in arenas. It's, it's rare it's when it happens in stadiums. No, the reason why Dana would do fights in stadiums like that is because he wants to make his money off the UK fans. So he'll take, like, UK stars and he'll keep them famous over there so he keeps everyone happy and he still makes his money. Um, Brandon, let's be honest. If Habib and Connor happen in AT and T Stadium, do you really think Izzy and Whitaker would be the gate record right now? I don't think Habib Connor will happen no. anywhere else but Las Vegas. All those major major fights will always be in Las Vegas. Which no, is why we're talking think... about like the volume because you said gate. Yeah, but th- that's the thing though. Like I was explaining to you, they'll do it in the UK. They'll do it in big places like that to sell tickets to make money off tickets because. Not to say that the pay-per-view, pay-per-view won't do well, but it'll make up for, like, illegal streaming and shit like that. And, you know, they want to be able to build their brand everywhere. So Dallas Stadium holds over 1,000 seats. Now, with a UFC fight, it's kind of tough to, you know, to have that set up. I mean, I still think it'll do 80,000, 100,000, Khabib Connor. Oh, yeah, it would have. Probably sell out everything. But with COVID and shit like that, for some reason... I think I'm pretty sure it's because of the casinos and the betting. All major fights are in Vegas. And the reason why is because the casinos sell out. People bet on and that's how you maximize. Look at the uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight. Tickets were freaking out of the roof. You went to it, you know. They you were... said Mayweather-McGregor. Yeah. Well, look at that fight. I didn't go that there. Fight, you... Hello? Did you go to the McGregor fight? When you me... Which fight did you go to in Vegas? Wait, keep talking. Which fight did you go to in Vegas? I went to to Habib. Oh, the Khabib Connor fight. That's yeah. Right. Mayweather was like yeah, that was like right. a Mayweather stupid was... amount of money. If you yeah, remember, was... if you go back and watch that fight, you could see that there was a lot of empty seats. Pe- nobody really wanted to pay for that to be there. Of uh, oh, because it was so oh, it was priced out. But I guarantee you now, Khabib Connor too. Oh hell yeah! And they still broke a game. Connor Habib was sold out completely. Like I'm talking about. I'm talking about Mayweather Connor. So many, 
So many, yeah, so many things factor into that shit, man. It's crazy. It's just that's just the name of the game, you know. I'm talking about but, sheer pay per view vibes. Forget the gate, forget all that stuff. I'm talking about pay per view vibes. Oh my god. Poison I Ivy. think it. I buys. think it'll do what it'll definitely do. One point five million pay per view vibes for sure. One point five. I honestly Minimum. think that. I honestly think that's understating it. I think. I think Connor. I could be wrong, but I think Connor Habib did two point nine million. No, nah, I think it was two point two point two point three maybe. Two point four, two point three around that range. Let's look this up real quick. Pay per view. Uh I think it was two point There's a Wikipedia that literally has like damn near all pay per view events that ever happened for combat sports. But they first the one they don't disclose them unless they do really really well, they won't release them unless they do really But there's really always a guess that they have. Yeah, yeah. An educated and guess. And number two, it all depends, you know, because streaming, legal streams do take away a lot from the people, um, you know? All right, 2.4. That's what you said? Yeah. Damn, we got it right on the money. Yeah, 2.4 buys. I honestly think the second highest uh, pay-per-view selling ever is Connor Nate 2. Yeah, um, the 2.65. Honestly, I think Izzy and, and Jones... I honestly think that would hit a good number. I think it would hit 1.9 million. I don't yeah, think it's going to hit Habib Connor, but I think but I think what ha- what needs to happen is Adesanya needs to fight one more time. Jones Wait, probably what? has to make What do you I- mean after winning the belt? No, no, he would have to fight Jan. Uh, Jones would probably have to have one fight at light he- uh, heavyweight. Um and then they would have to fight because they got to you know keep busy, bro. It's, it'll be a crazy fight. It's it would be, be crazy. crazy. They just both need to win, and they both need to fight. That's it. And they're, yeah. they're, it's going to happen. Yeah, it, it should happen. Um, honestly, well, I'm not going to give my prediction for, for for Izzy Yan. That's for a later podcast, if and when the fight does get scheduled. Now, we move on to the main event of the podcast and the main event of tomorrow's boxing event. It is the Brooklyn kid, Diofimo Lopez, versus... The pound for pound king in my book right now, it's either him or Terrence Crawford or Canelo. I honestly uh, don't care who you put number one in pound for pound. It has to be one of those three, though, in my opinion. Um, so we're just going to say arguably the pound for pound best right now. And Vasilo Machenko, magical footwork, magical combinations, magical pace, magical everything. What is not crazy when you see Lomachenko? That man is an absolute freak. I've never seen anybody like that in my entire life in combat sports. Uh, that's a little bit of a reach, but he's the... No, it's not. How? Tell me one person that comes near Lomachenko style, the way he fights. The way he, in terms of like, in what? Like his footwork or like... In terms of everything. The way he mixes everything up. I think he's a. I think his work ethic is really good. I think he... First of all, let's not ignore his footwork. Like it's not clearly the best we've ever seen. Uh, I don't know. Who are you going to say, Ali? You can't give Ali credit because he was a heavyweight and he was moving like a, like a lightweight. But So that's, that's exactly the point, then. <laughs> I mean, you just, you just made the argument. For- I mean, I mean like, if that's the person you want to use, but there's still. Gen- like, there's, gen- there's generational time. You still don't see lightweights Lomachenko, move like Lomachenko ever. I mean, Sugar Ray, he moved like that. Floyd Mayweather. No, he didn't. The guy's footwork and headwork is phenomenal. It's definitely amongst all times for sure. 
But we have no his footwork alone is easily the best I've ever seen in boxing. Okay, that's your opinion. Do I think I think there's guys Sugar Ray Leonard? I like think who? had excellent. I think Floyd Mayweather. You can't disrespect Floyd Mayweather and how his footwork is. That was his defense. He had a Philly yeah. shell. My man would literally stand there and be a magician, and you couldn't hit him. Oh um, yeah, he's gonna hit a Brandon. Times. How many times have you seen highlights? Forget the highlights because we've seen full full fights, full flights going to private jet right now. Um, full fights of Mayweather literally standing in front of people, not moving, and he shoulder rolls them, counter counters nah, it yeah, away, but, uh, and then he just ducks underneath. But but in terms of look, Lomachenko's footwork is f phenomenal. It's next to none, absolutely. I would give him that hundred percent. But Mayweather's footwork is just as good. He just fights no. differently. He just fights differently. They do have different styles. They, but... they, they, they both execute their foot and their head movement very differently. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess you could say that. I guess a different word is, um, what's another word? Dynamic. He's the man. He's the Lomachenko Loma he... Loma Loma has dynamic footwork. Is that better? He's Lomachenko's the man. There's not this Mayweather has the basic know where your feet are at at all times footwork. That's the difference. I think, I think you great know footwork, he, different styles. I exactly. I think you know what I say that Lomachenko's footwork, would I give you that it's a little better or it's something that I feel like is a lot, it's a hundred percent more dynamic. You got to give me that. It's yeah, it, he, he's crazy, man. The way he dynamic's the right word, cut, he used it to cut off the ring, he uses it. He uses for everything. That's what's amazing. Even coming back, it's, it's the, his training, the way he trained, it's just crazy, man. And that's why, like, you know, a lot the of The middle of combos. Compare them both. They compare Lomachenko to Mayweather because of just the way he is, man, how effective he is. And the crazy thing about it is his punch output, too. One of the styles it, that I like from Lomachenko, bro. I, I feel like even I used when I was sparring, is that sometimes he'll punch you at 60%, then he'll punch you at 20%, and he then he'll IQ. punch you at 80%. He knows he how to pace himself. It. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. He's so smart. He's so technical, fast. He's he's a he's a really good experience, and it comes with experience too. He's brilliant, man. He's brilliant. There's yeah. not one Lomachenko fight that I didn't enjoy. What is that? You about to eat a donut? Nah, <laughs> I just kicked the car. A little you toy what? car. I just kicked a little toy car in my freaking oh. my room. <laughs> I thought I really thought you were opening up a plastic box real quick and trying to sneak in a yeah trying to <laughs> kiss my ass, Dakar. <laughs> Bro, but, we uh, both got heavy. Like, let's let's put that out there real quick. We got very heavy. I'm about to post a picture of us when we were in high school on the Instagram page. Yeah, we could we could we could blame it on um on COVID and uh we could try. Uh, I'm but just gonna that, try to use the excuse. We, we it's was, really not we, the excuse, we, but we was we was just being wait before. You know this too. You know you get a girl. She wants to watch Netflix. <laughs> she wants to eat snacks. <laughs> I blame it 100. percent You wife. got kids. That's exactly what it is. Man. All they want to do is eat candy, candy donuts, <laughs> coffee. You know, like we're watching Netflix at two o'clock in the morning. Hey, babe, what do you want to eat, bro? Um, those videos have, that Desiree be some, taking pictures of. We have some pizza. Left you over sleeping? Oh man. <laughs> but uh, Lomachenko, yeah, man, he's a special talent, man. And he, the crazy thing is, he's um, I think fourteen and one. 
He lost to Salido in a fight Bro, that was poor. that will still like blow people's minds when they see that he lost to that dude. No, but you know what? Salido's a veteran. Salido missed weight by like 15, 16 pounds deliberately, so he can have the weight advantage. He pushed him and bullied him and fought him, um, and just drew a shitload of punches, punched him below the belt a hundred times. It was poorly officiated, and he still won. 115 to 113, I believe, was a split, split decision. And that was Lomachenko's, I believe, first or second fight, pro fight. He was fighting for a belt. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, it was and somewhere around there. Rematch. You know, it was a learning experience. It's because he had so many amateur fights that they were his just amateur, like, yeah, we might as well treat this like a pro fight. Was 396 and one. Uh, he lost to the guy that he avenged that loss three times in the amateurs. So he's arguably the greatest amateur time and he's on pace to being one of the best fighters of the time but he's going against a young guy who i have no idea you know this is what i love about boxing this is what the ufc does so well and boxing does so well. a lot of these guys wait to fight the guy they wait for the fight to get old um but i feel like in this case tiafimo is, is similar to like when canelo fought mayweather in the sense where you got the balls you know you're hungry you think you're the best in the world. You think you could be anybody. But it's time for Mr. Miyagi to spank Danielson. And I think... <laughs> wow. I think Teofimo has power. Um, and this is where I feel like Mayweather, man. He's just fucking so great. And this is not to knock Lomachenko, because Lomachenko's the man. But I feel like in terms of like skill set and just like masters in the ring, I feel like Mayweather's a, a tier on his own. And then there's the next talents. Then there's the Lomachenko, Nellos, and just it's just such a fucking big separation. And I think Lomachenko is going to beat Tiafimo as long as he doesn't get clipped, um, which we we have seen him get. You know, Linares dropped him. Um, Salido has put some shots at him. That's about it. Um, but this is one of those things where I feel like it's still, still Linares, right? When he caught him with that right and sat him down. Yeah, yeah, with the straight right, yeah. I think Tiafimo is still uh, a little inexperienced. It's a, one of those things where even if he loses, it's a learning experience for him. The thing that sucks is that when Canelo boxing fought, is different. When Canelo fought Mayweather, you know he was getting paid twenty million dollars. You know, win or lose. Well, you know, yeah, that's Mayweather. You know, uh, Lopez Tiafimo. That's fighting, that famous, notorious he, Mayweather money. Yeah, he he single handedly changed Berto's life. Of course. He's, but he, well, Berto wasn't, Berto maybe got like five million for that. Um, it changed his life. <laughs> what was he making before that? Yeah, I'm saying five million. Like, yeah, you know, he only got five million. For, for fighting Floyd, yeah. If you're but, getting um, five million, like, that's kind of sad. Tiafimo's only getting paid like a million and a half, if that, you know? Yeah, I don't know what so the purse not, is for this. But it's one of those things where if he wins this fight, man, talk about you have a new star in boxing. You, you, Canelo. Let's you just point Canelo. out real quick that this is on ESPN cable for free. Yep. Like, this is a steal. ESPN cable. Basic yeah. cable. This they is not even ESPN. ESPN. It's going to be on ESPN Plus, too. But yeah. everybody's going to be watching it, for the most part, on cable ESPN. It's going to be it's going to be such a phenomenal fight. And I do see it going similar to the way uh, Mayweather for Canelo, where I felt like Canelo wasn't ready. Same thing with Tiafimo. Yeah. Tiafimo's not ready. And in terms of, you look at the track record, you know, Salido has fought. I mean, um, Lomachenko has fought Salido. He's fought Rigondeaux, who was another a- He fought Walters. Legend. He fought Linares. He fought Pedraza. He, he, yeah, he fought Luke fought Campbell. 
He fought Luke Campbell, Walton. These guys, we're talking about guys who are beating the shit out of everybody, you know? And he comes in there and literally makes them quit. Literally. Makes makes it look easy, you know? He he stopped Leonidas with a body shot, a vicious body shot, you know? And it's just one of those things where the guy is special, man. He's really, really special. And, you know, Tiafimo, he's he's there and he's going to crack. He has a lot of heart. You know, he has like that, that like Miguel Cotto heart to him, the warrior, you know, confidence. And, you know, I would love to see fucking Tiafimo go in there and just fucking lay this guy out because I love seeing shit like that. I love stories like that, you know, where you have the underdog. He's a heavy underdog, mind you, going against someone who's feared and that, you know, no one wants to fight this guy. Javante Davis doesn't want to fight Lomachenko. No one wants to fight Lomachenko. Lomachenko fights one time a year because no one wants to fight him, you know? Kudos to the guys who. Hello. And he just embarrasses people, you know. And he's just boom, 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 soft, 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 soft. Papa, holy shit! This guy hits like a truck to back soft, soft, soft. Papa, and it's just the way he mixes it up, and then he's out of there. He doesn't get hit. He's a magician. He's they call him the Matrix. Fucking Matrix. He really is. He's Keanu Reeves in the ring. That's what he is. He's going to be a Matrix Three. And I think it can go basically where Tiafimo is swinging for the fences and Lomachenko just puts a beating on him to the point where he TKOs him. And it's one of those things where these guys both talk about each other. It's, 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 it's bad blood for sure, you know, because you're talking about... Yeah, it's not personal for Loma. Yeah, you know, Tiafimo's undefeated. In the way in today, I don't know if you saw that, but Loma, like, kind of sort of got out of character and he, like, he went straight to... He went straight to face off with Dio. He went underneath um the little those little things that that cut sections off those little yeah 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 ribbon things like there was a security guy there and he went under it and got into Dio's face real quick. Yeah, man, it's gonna be. I can't wait for man. And you know what? Who knows? You know what? That's good for Loma. Maybe because he needs that it's emotional, whether it's promotional or whether it's serious. You know, I feel like with him, it's one of those things where he takes it very serious, like. It's a little they, bit of they, both because Loma like did say that he thanks them for promoting the fight. They're not writing him off, but if Teofimo wins, you know, Bob Aaron promotes both these guys. So Bob Aaron wins no matter what, you know? So if, but if Teofimo wins, it's just like boxing has a new superstar, not just a star. He just beat the man that nobody wants to fight. And now he has a million options. And now he's talking, now you're talking about. He beat okay, the man that fighters. made people quit. You beat the man that made everybody quit. So it's one of those things where I don't see it happening. I do see it like Mayweather, um, Canelo, only because Teofimo is still young in his career. But the difference between, I feel like, Teofimo versus Canelo is, one, they're at a lighter weight. So these guys have a lot more stamina. He doesn't have to rehydrate. Canelo had to drain, uh, drain himself to 152. So he didn't have to worry about rehydrating. Um... I want in terms of power, he does have the power advantage the same way. Uh, Canelo did over Mayweather is what you're going to say? Yeah, but but his speed is there too, you know? His speed is there. You know, it wasn't like, you know, Mayweather had a clear speed advantage. Lomachenko doesn't necessarily have a clear speed advantage, you know? But the power advantage definitely goes to Teofimo. And the fact that he's going to be in there, he's not scared, and he's going to try to bully him. I think the plan for Lomachenko to be the guy like Lomachenko is the same way for like Mayweather, those guys. You got to go in there. You got to bully, bully, bully. Throw a shitload of punches. Punch him in the dick. Punch him in the leg. Punch All him right. in the back of the head. Yeah, it's, it's true. 
it's good, true. You good coaching. Slow, you you got to find you got to find ways to slow these guys down, and that's what you have to do. I just don't see it happening, but yo, I would love to see it. I could see that fight total dominance by Lomachenko, or I could see it being similar to that Salido fight. Now the question is, how much has Lomachenko learned from that Salido fight? So far, no one has been able to figure that out. But you have a young, hungry lion from Brooklyn, by the way, and Lopez, and it could be it could be one exciting fight, man. Hmm. Um. Oh. This is. I don't think it's too hard. It's just going to be, I guess, a little hard, hard to say because I want Theo to win, but honestly, I don't think he's going to win. Um, but I will say that <clears throat> I don't know if you you probably get what I'm saying, but um, I think. I think Lomachenko's IQ technically is better, but Diofimo just looks like one of those people, those fighters that they have really good instincts, if that makes sense. Yeah, like FIQ. Who gives a shit about the statistics? Who gives yeah. a shit about like one of those guys? Like it's like he's one of those people that he he just it <laughs> it's hard for people that haven't really pretty much fought ever or like even sparred by fighting i mean i'm including sparring because sparring gets real real intense sometimes and it's like a it's pretty much a real fight um of so it's kind of hard for people to like understand that but there's a feel that you get sometimes when you're fighting certain people um like us two we're not professionals <clears throat> but we have fought people that or sparred people where we just have this this feel that that there's no way that they can touch us um and i think dale has that thing i think he has that thing on another level obviously because he's undefeated um and i think he's able to it helps him adjust or at least see something happen in one moment and just in that one moment he he finds that hole just in that one moment, just from that one, just from that one split second of getting a feel of what Lomachik is about to do, it's not necessarily that he's like looking at his body language and trying to calculate. Like you clearly see, Lomachenko does. This man tries to break you down. He he's watching everything, like Mayweather. Um, it's just this thing where he just like feels a situation is about to happen. Um. He, I think he has that and the power going for him. Um, but I, I just, I think Lomachenko is too smart. And he's just different. The dude's just different, man. There's no other way to say it. Like I you said, I crazy? think his, huh? That, that fight is tomorrow, man. Yeah, it's, it's right here. 24 hours, man. That shit's going to be so good. But yeah, it's it's a, It really is a shame that you can't feel the crowd. Even when you're not there, you feel the crowd through the TV. It really is a shame. Um, but yeah, the man's combinations are on point going forward, going backwards, even though for most part, he, he fights going forward, but he can also fight off his back foot. Um, his footwork allows that. Yep. His technically great combos. Great. 
footwork, most dynamic I've ever seen. Um, head movement, ridiculous. Uh, reflexes, ridiculous. Like, even when you think you're going to hit him, like, sometimes he leaves his chin there. He does one of those things that Mayweather does where he leaves his chin there, and the next thing you know, he's out of there, and he's countering you, and then he's out of there again. It's I think, it's it's yeah, crazy how some of these people one, one do that. Thing. One more thing we forgot. Roy Jones got some phenomenal too. Yeah, well, Roy, I, don't, Roy Jones, I still can't say dynamic. Too. They got their different styles, like you said. Yeah, and you know some of them are basic, too. just like Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. He didn't do anything flashy, but he's one of the best power forwards of all time. And you know what's crazy about the Lomachenko is that, of course, some people just have natural abilities. But this guy also works at it. His the way he trains is crazy, man. Yeah, he I trains, think the dude's like the a, he's he does, he's like a real life Terminator. It looks like. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. He he, he looks he, technical he, and he smooth at the same time. Punches, he could throw fifteen hundred punches, or he could throw hundred punches. Stamina, and, ridiculous. And he's he's yo know, he's just, and I don't want to say a perfect fighter, but he's what every fighter should. Yo, want dude, no, he, like what, he's he's literally almost that close. He's literally almost that almost that close. It's kind of crazy. He's literally yeah, like, like a real life. It's almost like he's a real life Terminator. He's mastered it's so crazy. He's mastered the art of it. You know, power. He, he clearly defense. mastered the art of boxing. Yeah. You want to talk about sweet science? Lomachenko is almost like the quintessential sweet science fighter. One thing I would say in terms of people who I feel like mastered the sweet science, like all around, um, Mayweather, Lomachenko. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard, I feel like is one of those guys too. But I feel like you know Lomachenko and Mayweather, those guys are, you know, people talk about like Mayweather had no power. Mayweather had plenty of power when he's fighting at one thirty-five, when he was fighting at one forty. You know, you move up, the power doesn't always follow with you. You know, you you punch for so long, your hands hurt, and you you have to adapt. And that's what it is to be a complete fire. It's not to necessarily knock everyone. It's to show that you can do it all. Yeah. In multiple weight classes. Lomachenko has already done it in three weight classes. You know? Yeah. He, he wins this fight. He's on his way to, you know, and it's just phenomenal. He did it so fast. And, you know, Mayweather and those guys, man, for them to do it, and that's, that's what science is about. It's hit like... not get hit. You know, to adapt, to change, and to be the man still. And that's what these guys represent, man. He's like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it and doesn't... just some guys who don't lose, no matter what happens, and I don't see Lomachenko... Even if Steve brings his A game, you know, it's just it is it is graceful when you watch Lomachenko. It looks like he's floating around the ring. I would love to if Lomachenko wins this fight, man. I would love to match up with like Terrence Crawford. Who? You know, Terrence Crawford. Oh, damn! That's a that's, that's a whole nother level. Just just off of size, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, but one forty, Terrence Crawford used to fight one Lomachenko at one. Man, it's, it's very doable, and it's you want to talk about another guy who. <laughs> Who's Honestly, I'd rather see Pac-Man. Oh, man. That's I think him and Pac-Man would be wild. Yeah, Pac-Man. Just off the I style. Love, I think him and Pac-Man would be Man. wild. So how do you see, how do you see the fight? How do, what's your final outcome? Um, I don't see him getting TKO'd. I, yeah, think, I think Dale's too, too Brooklyn for that. <laughs> if that makes any sense. He's, he's too prideful to go down um sometimes your chin has to do with straight stamina it has to do with a combination of belief and stamina um i think brandon gets what i'm saying like if you believe 
you're going to get knocked out in some way, shape, or form. It's almost like your your brain agrees with it if you get touched once. <laughs> um, I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's seasoned, like you said. I think it really might be a, a Mayweather-Canelo situation where he's going to learn his lessons. Um, he's going to lose by decision. What? And come back better than ever. Yeah, and I think he's just going to go on a tear after that. Um, is it going to go through... Lomachenko again? I have no idea. But um, he could go through Lomachenko again because the year difference, the age difference, isn't as bad as Mayweather and Canelo. So I think yeah. somewhere down the road, they'll probably actually collide again, depending on what uh, Loma does after this fight, whether he goes up one or up two divisions, whatever he decides. Um, depending on that, I think they can collide again. And I think the second time around, it will be better. After he what gets would, a little bit what, more what fights. Sense, what will make sense for the winner for the loser? Um, the winner of this fight should fight the winner of the Leo Santa Cruz Gervonta Davis fight. And the losers of this fight should fight each other. Uh, mm. And then you have Are you sure? Zeman I Haney. think they're finding I think Dale and, and Loma are fighting at uh one thirty. Not 135? No, I think it's I mean, 135, I think. Yeah, I, I think. I think they're fine. I think Leo Santa Cruz just moved up, too. Did he? Yeah. He's moving up to fight Geronte? Yeah, Leo Santa Cruz is fighting at 126. He moved up. He, he's, he's always been fighting at 126. Yeah. No, but Geronte hasn't fought on 126. He hasn't fought on 130 either because he can't even make 135. Let's check this real quick. And either way, Lomachenko came in at 126. So 126, 130, 135. They could fight at all three, you know? All these guys can fight at all those weight classes. Um, you still have Ryan Garcia. You still have Devin Haney. You still have, you know, Luke Campbell. Hold Warren. on, dude. He's, is Santa Cruz challenging uh, Gervonta for his belt? They're fighting for a vacant belt, if I'm not mistaken. A vacant belt. Yeah. Because I'm looking here, and there's no vacant belts for 135 or 130. It's probably, there's so many it, belts I, that you don't even understand anymore. I, I, yeah, it's an interim vacant shit. Just so you know how it is. Politics, yeah, there's so many. Guys, it's so many. It's so annoying. Guys, you know, who are champions in other divisions. You make up a belt for them just so they can have a belt so they can get a notable fight and a big pay. <laughs> um, let me see. Gervonta, they're fighting for the w, WBA lightweight title. Mm -hmm. So they're fighting at 135 for... For what? I'm confused. This is, this is the bad part about boxing. It says Lomachenko is the WBO and WBA. Yeah, and then it says Devin Haney is the WBC. And then it says Thale is IBF. But it says... And asterisk, Gervonta Davis, Davis is the WBA regular lightweight champion. This is where boxing gets dumb. Like, you have multiple belts for the belts. It's more money. They How? You think the belts are for free? They have to pay to keep those belts. But that doesn't, that's, Brandon, you know what I'm saying. That's beyond the point. Like, it's there's so one belt in UFC, and that's money. it. And that's the difference between, that's the reason why boxing is, I don't want to say dumb, but that's the reason why the boxing is just like... Has dwindled in star power. 
too much bullshit. Yeah, too many people involved. Too much. Bro, money. it's so annoying when That's why you see. That's people don't care about belts anymore. Canelo don't give a shit about belts. You see multiple belts for a belt. How crazy is that? Like that don't make sense. Not only do they have multiple belts, but they have multiple belts for the belts. How? It's. They it's say Vasily is the WH WBA champ, but Gervonta Davis is the WBA regular lightweight champion. Yeah. What? So I what are we talking about? They, they made they made a uh, Lomachenko the super champ. Some bullshit like that. Bro, it's, it's it, it. This is what pisses me off about boxing. It's it's really it's really annoying. But anyways, yeah, they will be fighting at 135. So what you're saying does make perfect sense. The winners fight each other. Losers fight each other. And then and I guess the winners of both those the, fights fight each other again. Yep. And, that's, and bo- this is how you say boxing. This fight is how you do. This is how you do what UFC's been doing. Um, Correct. But Lomachenko does have very enticing fights at 140. Let's not get it twisted. He does have very enticing fights, so he might just move up. He got Josh Taylor, bro, and he got Jose Ramirez. And he also has Mikey Garcia, depending on what Mikey Garcia wants to do. Mikey Garcia too, but I don't. I, think I feel he's like been at 147. Yeah. Yeah, I don't who knows. Yeah, he said he wants to stay at 147. That's kind of a if you ask us or most boxing fans, we probably tell you that's a bad idea. I think it's just I think it's just more money for him. He's undersized in that division. But uh, he clearly is. Money, I think 140 fights. should he should stay. 140 is his division. You know, it's you know, he's he's a smart man. He's a, he's a great boxer, division champion. You know, if he wants to dare to be great, you know, you can't knock him. Yeah. But, yeah, my final prediction is Lomachenko decision. I don't think, I don't think Theo believes he's gonna get knocked out. Um, I don't think he's gonna be winded to the point where he gets knocked out. And I definitely don't think he's gonna quit like Walters and Rigandel. Um, so, and I definitely, as crazy as it sounds, I don't even think his father would throw on the towel towel if he sees him get his That's ass whooped. I think a lot of these guys, man, sometimes you just have to. That's yeah. Oh yeah. It all, it all, you know, a lot of things factor into it, you know, health, um, training camps, you know, every, everyone's the man up until they get hit, you know, yeah. everyone's the man up until Mike they Tyson's get famous, uh, you know? quote, everybody yeah. has a plan until they get punched. Yeah. And anything can happen too, you know, you never know what happens in the ring, on ankle, shit, ha- bro, shit happens all the time, man. Yeah. Well, guys, that is it for round 14. We'll catch you guys later next week for the huge lightweight championship between Habib Nurmagomedov and one of the most exciting, violent figures in possibly combat sports history, Justin Gaethje. You know what I'm saying? Come back for that one. You love saying someone's the this in history and that's in history. Justin Gaethje? Yo, we could talk about this in the next podcast. Hold up. You love saying that shit. And then then the next podcast after that. The, the best All right, name. just I'm say later. Name. We'll get into the that the next podcast. <laughs> this guy. Round 14. Go eat your Krispy Kreme. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Cockfighting Podcast for updates on new upcoming episodes.